It's all well and good to build up a property portfolio, but if we don't really know what the end in mind is, that's when we're gonna have it all fall apart. So in this video, I'm gonna share with you a couple of exit strategies to go from a position of building a property portfolio to consolidating to then eventually having to either sell off some of your assets to then live a life of freedom. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, if you are interested in building up the property portfolio and not so much the exit strategies right now, then definitely contact me. There's a pinned comment down below with my email. You can shoot me an email and we'll discuss what we can do for you in terms of helping you buy property, but also accelerating your growth within your portfolio. Now, before we jump into my whiteboard and discuss some of the options that are at play, as well as what I'm personally gonna be doing, I think it's very important to know that owning assets is such a big part of you know growing wealth that it's not done by accident. You need to actively go towards building out positions, otherwise it's not gonna happen. If you're thinking that just by saving your money from the salary you earn is going to get you to financial freedom, it's not. And that's why 99.9% .9 of the world have to work till they're about 65, 75, and still don't get to live a life of freedom. I mean, at that point, you're pretty much dead, aren't you? Sorry to anyone that's at that age. But you get my point. You're probably not walking around the Colosseum in Rome and then later that evening in Venice, walking around and going to nightclubs. You know, it's not gonna happen. So what you wanna do is go build up a machine that allows you choice earlier on. And what you'll find when you come across Australian real estate content anywhere on the internet is you should buy and never sell. I'm definitely not advocating for that. I think you can buy, adapt your plans, and if you need to sell, then you should sell. Now, what we're looking at is exit strategies. And there's three main ones that I came across. And if you stay towards the end of this video, I'm gonna share exactly what I'm doing. Now, number one, one is you sell everything. Number two is you sell some and then you keep some with debt. Then number three is you don't ever sell. So let's look at option one and dive straight in. Now option one, which would involve you selling everything means that you've probably got a property portfolio. So for this example, we're gonna use the example of $3 million worth of asset value and the debt that you're carrying is $1 million. So the idea is how do you get to 100K worth of income each year? You try and get to $2 million worth of net assets. So in this case, 3 million minus 1 million gets you to 2 million worth of net assets at 5%, it's about 100K a year. And that's pretty much what you want. If you want a detailed breakdown of why I came up with these numbers and how to come up with these numbers, definitely go check out this video. This is where I break it all down for you. So if you decide I'm gonna go and sell the $3 million worth of assets, I probably got some costs and these may be higher, maybe lower, but just an estimated cost of you know commissions as well as some taxes, you're probably gonna be ending up with 1.5 million after you pay off your debt as well. So with $1.5 million, you've got a couple of moves you can make. You can either go and buy your principal place of residence for $1.5 million, debt free, or you can go and put it in the bank at 4% and earn $60,000 a year. Let's break down what's happened here. If you go ahead and purchase two, $3 million worth of assets and that continues to grow in the background, the fact that you can walk away with $1.5 million after costs, after tax is phenomenal. And to be able to do that by just saving your income is gonna be so difficult that you probably won't ever get there. So instead, if you can go and use the power of leverage, use the high salary and deposits to go and build this machine, is definitely gonna get you further ahead than just by simply not investing. So in this case, if you did go ahead and just buy your principal place of residence at $1.5 million, imagine being able to do that, but at the age of 40 or 45. But the point I'm trying to make is that even if you took that simple approach, that all I wanna do is I wanna rent first, 
I wanna build up my position, and then what I'm gonna do is ultimately, as my exit strategy, sell everything. I've got no debt, I've got peace of mind, and I get to purchase my house debt-free. That sounds a lot better to me, personally, than to take up a mortgage in your 20s or in your early 30s, and then decide I'm gonna keep paying this off for the next 30 years and have no choice. Because in this example, what we're gonna find is you still have the choice of actually selling some of that. And that's where the second exit strategy comes in. If you simply go and purchase your place and all you're doing is paying down your debt, you're pretty much in a position where you'll still end up in this position, maybe, you'll have a house paid off, but you have no other asset. Which means if you did wanna make some moves, you wouldn't be able to make those. In this case, you still have the choice. If you decided that you don't really want a house, you don't really care about that, then yes, you could put it in a bank, earn that 4%, it could go up, it could go lower, but earning $60,000 a year is pretty much taking care of your basic expenses. Now, again, we're looking at numbers today, but what they could look like with inflation is anybody's guess. Now let's go to option two, which is sell some, but let's keep some more as debt. And so again, same example, $3 million and you've got debt worth a million dollars. So in this case, instead of selling all of it, we sell 50% and the value would be 1.5 million and the debt here would be 500K because we're only selling 50% of it. So after costs, which, you know, I've basically gone 50% of the costs in the previous example, it means that you'd be left with $750,000. Again, a phenomenal position to be in because you've now got 750K liquid cash you can go towards buying your own place and you still have $1.5 million worth of assets in terms of real estate put on the side. So in this example, you could still go ahead and purchase a $1.5 million property like example one, but in this case, you'll be at 50% LVR, which is so much better than being at a 90% or 80% LVR. And you still have the option of holding that real estate. Again, I've given you that option. If you did want to put it into the bank and continue renting or moving around the world, you would still be earning $30,000 a year. To break it down, like 30,000 doesn't sound like a lot. That's about 600 bucks a week. And that's a lot of money. In addition to all that, you still have assets worth $1.5 million. And that's going to continue growing in the background. Now, in this case, if it grows at just a conservative 5% a year, you're making $75,000 a year in equity and that compounds every single year and it's tax-free. Then in addition to that, your cash flow position probably puts you at about positive $15,000 a year. So if you kept that and then you decided, okay, I'm going to go and you know purchase my own place at a 50% LVR, well, a portion of the expense related to your principal place of residence is actually going to get paid by the investments you still hold. So let's say, for instance, your repayments work out to be $50,000 a year, $15,000 is taken care of. Now you just need to put the extra 35. That is a better position to be in than simply going out there, purchasing a property and paying it off for 30 years. In this case, you still have options. Now let's jump into option three. Option three is you just don't sell. <laughs> and in this case, your value is $3 million and the debt is $1 million. So at an average 5% growth rate of $3 million, you're making $150,000 a year in compounding growth of equity, which means it's tax-free. Now the cash flow here, I've just assumed is about $30,000 a year based on just very high level numbers. And that's a very good position to be in because you've got an asset machine that continues to grow in the background, gives you more choice because you're now making about 600 bucks a week after expenses. And that puts you in a position of choice. You can continue working, but you've got pretty much your holiday fund sorted. And if you decided you wanted to access some of that equity every single year to invest in other assets, you could also do that. Or if you just wanted to access it and get nice cars every year, I mean, it's up to you what you want to do. There's a couple of things you really need to pay attention to when it comes to option three. You've got to ask yourself, do you want a principal place of residence? This is very different for a lot of people. And you might be watching this going, who the hell doesn't want to own their own place outright debt-free? And you're right, like most people want to have their own place, including myself, debt-free. But there are some people that don't want to have that. They want to continue renting, they want to move around the world, they might buy a place for a little bit, then sell it. They're not finding their forever home. So everyone is different. Now, the other part to it is other investments. Are you looking outside of real estate? Are you looking at other non-traditional and traditional assets? Because this is going to play a big part in how 
how you build out this portfolio and what you decide to keep and what you decide to get rid of. If you look down the risk spectrum, obviously you could go down things like, you know, NFTs, you can go down crypto, you can go down Pokemon cards like I decide to do, but a large portion of my wealth is still in real estate. And that allows me the choice to take some risks later on. In your case, you might not be comfortable with that and that's completely okay. Look, I'm not a financial advisor. I definitely don't look like one. So you should definitely go and seek that if you need that help. But I would go on to urge you to actually do this yourself. Figure out what is most important to you and how much are you willing to lose? How much are you willing to risk for the return? And that's why I like to build out the foundational portfolio in real estate that takes care of itself. It has rental growth as well as capital growth. That for me is a safe place to be and gives me peace of mind. Despite knowing, yes, I could probably buy Bitcoin and it would be worth a lot more, but I'm not willing to put my life savings in something that goes down by 80 or 90%. You feel me? And by still carrying that $1 million worth of debt, having numerous tenants as well, means you need to question peace of mind. How much is peace of mind for you gonna be worth? So it might be that you're okay having just two properties, or it might be okay if you have 10 properties. You've gotta figure out the right balance for yourself. Now, before I jump into exactly what I'm doing and what my exit strategy is, definitely smash that like button so we can share these videos out to more people. If you definitely think this is good content and we're not sharing this, well, you're doing a disservice to other people that really need that help. So if you can, smash that like button and share it with someone as well. So here's my plan. Now, again, the numbers could go up, could go down, but this is what it is currently. And it's that I would like to earn about $300,000 a year after expenses. So that is something that I wanna do passively with this machine. Now, could it be 200,000 and still be happy? Yeah, it could be because I don't spend 300K a year. But the point is that that's the goal that I've set myself based on where I'm at in life, based on what I'm doing. I love making these sort of videos and still running the buyers agency. So I don't see that, you know, stopping anytime soon. Means that I can go and take on more debt for a lot longer longer than having to wind things down. That's where I'm at at the moment. I would also like to have an LVR position of less than 50%. Now, as much as I love debt, and at that point when I'm exiting my positions and my portfolio is starting to come down to try and get that peace of mind as I focus on other things, I'd like to be under 50%. At the moment, it's anywhere between 80 to 90%, but I'd like to be under 50%. I would also like to have a debt-free principal place of residence. Now, unfortunately or fortunately, my partner and I, we both wanna live in Sydney. So in our minds, we have to start factoring in that it's gonna cost anywhere between two and $4 million for this principal place of residence. So again, could we go into a place that's worth a million or 1.5 mil? Yes, we could. But if we're gonna have the choice to be able to do this the way we want and have the dream house, as well as really push for what we're doing right now, then I think it's still quite possible that we could end up in a position like that. So a debt-free home is definitely on the cards. So a couple of ways that we could do this is right now, we're building the machine. We're going out there and we're trying to see how many properties we need to be able to get to that. Now on this channel, I've shared what my portfolio looks like. I share all those numbers based on what I do. I don't share anything what my partner's got. She covers that on her own channel. I'll leave a link in the description below to her channel where she talks about finance, talks about personal finance as well as her own portfolio. So what she does outside of this is complete bonus for me, right? What I wanna look at is how do I get to 300K? And on average, if I go, I wanna buy 15 properties and each one rents for about $450, that gets me to 300K, but I still need to factor in other expenses. You've got property management fees, you've got insurances, you've got council rates and water rates. So it's probably not gonna be enough. Now, the other option I have is I can buy 20 properties. I could then sell five later and then invest in other assets as well. And so these are the options that keep floating around. They're open-ended. And I don't think you need to go, I need to have that plan, a roadmap on paper. That's how I'm gonna do it. What you need is to have a team built around you that can move with you and adapt. Because if you're sitting there going, I 
just need a roadmap and then I'll go and execute it. Well, it's the same thing as going online, downloading a workout plan that's not even customized to you and then going and saying, yeah, I'll go to the gym every day and do exactly these exercises. You could go in and do it for two weeks and then you're probably not gonna do it. Or you do it, you do a half-assed job and your form's all incorrect. Instead, if you go and get the help of someone that's building a workout plan for you specifically, you may have some injuries so they take care of those things, might put less pressure on one thing, more pressure on other things. And then you're in a position where that personal trainer takes you to the gym every single day, has the right form and keeps you accountable. That is going to be a scenario where you get better results. It's the same thing here with real estate is build your team around you, have them focused on your goals. And if they're not, replace them. And that could go for anyone between your buyer's agent, your mortgage broker, your accountant. They need to all be in sync. And you, most importantly, need to be very accountable for what you want as the end goal. Number two is you could use some savings and profits to buy the principal place of residence. So I could go ahead and say, well, I invest in these three assets. I've got real estate, crypto, and trading cards. I could go ahead and sell some of the assets I have and then be in a position where my principal place of residence is debt-free. I could then ultimately take on some more debt and then buy up more assets. So there's always moves that you can make. And if you feel like you're stuck, you don't have a move, definitely email me. Hopefully we can figure something out. But essentially, if I was to sell some of these things and the plan is to sell as part of my strategy is I could probably conservatively, I could get on crypto about 10X, especially with the bear market lows that we're seeing now, 10X, whether that happens in three years, whether it happens in seven years, not really important to me. What's important is that I'm building positions in these assets and understanding how these technologies work. With trading cards, it's a very nostalgic play. It's collectibles. And if you think it's just trading cards that you know makes no sense to you, ask yourself why people are paying millions and millions of dollars of a painting that they're never gonna put in their house. It's a collectible. They do the same thing with handbags. They do the same thing with whiskey. So this whole alternative investment world, because most people don't understand it, is why the returns are crazy over the long term. But the key thing here is you need to have a strategy and you need to stay accountable. So you've got stage one, moves into stage two, and then moves into stage three. I'm probably in between here and here, which is stage one and stage two. And the reason I'm in that position is because as I continue growing out my brand, as I continue growing out the buyer's agency, which has done fantastic work, not just from a growth perspective, but helping so many clients, and then they're having wins, it's fuel honestly for myself and for the team to keep going and hitting new goals. But because of this, the bigger goals of the dream house or the dream lifestyle continue to develop. And that is normal. That is okay to have those goals continue to change and adapt. As long as you can adapt and stay accountable, you do quite well. But once you're getting to about stage two to stage three, you're starting to think about how do you wind things down? How do you get the dream lifestyle? And that is something that is in the forefront of my mind and it should be on your mind as well. If you guys have enjoyed this video, smash that like button, share it with someone else that is potentially thinking about the bigger picture and how this could suit them. And subscribe if you haven't already. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.